Lucky here. It's the Pat and JT Podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. I'd have to say this. Probably today's episode would be the um, the kickoff of Legend series. I'm going to say so. Us. I think so. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, like we had talked on Legend. yesterday. Yes, Legends, yes. Uh, Rob McCartney, Rob Quillen, the Okies are back in. Yes. Um, Jason Messerschmidt from OPD Able One. Yeah. Uh, Dax from the Hollywood Pipeline. All these are coming up throughout this next week. Mm-hmm. And that beautiful sound of a sneeze that you just I'm heard. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> phlegmy. What can I say? How I does the body it. produce so much phlegm? I don't know. Where does know. it come I don't from? Know. If only it were gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're so often you forgive me. I'll cough up a lung somewhere along the way. But I, I am uh, in the uh, Nebraska Broadcasters Hall of Fame as a legendary personality. So yes, I you am are. a legend. Yes, you are. You're Dave Winger, too. Dave Winger. I am old. I've Dave. been around for a long time. But I'm still cool. You are. I'm still hip. I love you guys. Love Look you what too. you've done love with you. your life. It's been Look a what journey. you've created. <laughs> we have. It has been a journey. But it's yeah. been great. Awesome. But um, sometime we have to sit. We have to sit down and talk about the whole spirituality of what you've done because you got kicked in the nuts <laughs> and uh, and shoved aside uh, ungraciously and uh, unappreciatively, un- and you've come out ten times better. So you're just, you're an inspiration, both Thank of you. you. Thank you so much. Because of friends like you. I mean, seriously, that's that's a big reason why we didn't leave, is because we had uh, just a rock-solid circle mm-hmm. of people that we knew would support us well, and help us and, and be no, there for us. And no discernible skills to do anything else. That's, <laughs> the, other reason, that's the other reason. I know. <laughs> so. That's the laughter of recognition. <laughs> right. The, the, the times I've been uh, asked to leave for whatever, fill in the blank, uh, it's like, well, I could do this, or I could do that, or I could, I won't enjoy any of that. No, right. no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it no was discernible. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've been teaching ourselves new craft, and you know, being business owners, and then helping other people um, do it, do some things that they've been trying to do. That's the crazy part is the the clients that we have. We realized just kind of taking inventory and they are all of the same, like cut from the same cloth. There are these people that are, they're, they're kind of pioneers and they're, they're trying to find a different way to, to reach and to uh, explore. And I guess, and, and tell other distribute more information about their passion Mm -hmm. and, and, or entertain whatever the case may be. Well, and didn't you put your finger on as passion being one of the keys? Yes. Would help them succeed. Right. And anybody can do this exact thing. If they have passion for something, they can sit here and they could talk about it for a very long time yeah. and be very good at it. We have people that are scared to death of microphones, but they have a passion for whatever. Mm-hmm. And 10 minutes into their first session, they're pros because mm-hmm. they're, all they're doing is telling everybody about what they love. That's yeah. right. You're just telling that's stories, it. the stories yeah. of your that's life. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, that's what's or been their fun. business or their whatever it is, that, but they love it. Yeah. yeah. It's been great. Well, I remember the, the last time I think I was put aside, uh, shoved aside, um, uh, so often people had said, well, you should do a podcast. And I, I don't have the acumen, 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 to the business <laughs> savvy. To, yeah, trust to do me, it. neither one of us come with that skill. Uh, learning Qu- QuickBooks. <laughs> QuickBooks for dummies. <laughs> yes. Uh, watching lots of tutorials. Uh, well, and you two had each other too. Um, it's a good team. It, 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 and that does help. I mean, that does help, no doubt about it. But we've got some great people that 
we work with that have been helping us over those hurdles because we're trying to learn something new, mm-hmm. um, doing the books, so to speak, and keeping track of appointments and all that other stuff that we never had to do before. And, and so, then still trying to find time to find something entertaining to talk about for 20 minutes to a half hour a day. Cause we're yeah. doing well, every there's single that, day. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. That's the fun. It, it is. It's a lot of fun. I so can't far, so good. Right. How yeah. many episodes? Uh, this would be 291, I think 292, whatever, Look right around there. You. Yeah. yeah. I That's think so. Awesome. Yes. So Rise it's been tough. That's, so let's yeah. talk about you. Sure. Let's talk about you. Make it all about uh, me. All about you. It's well, a Dave s- Wingard episode. It has to be. It has to be all about you. <laughs> Thank let's, you. Let's start with let's start with where you're at right now and what you're doing. Okay. Just so everybody knows. I, I think this, I'm in the best chapter of my life, maybe ever, maybe ever. Um, That's great. To That's hear. huge. It is. Huge You've had at some my big age, chapters at my age. Yeah. Well, the, in, within the last year, I got married, I got divorced, oh um, and asking John to leave was very difficult. Yeah. This is a man that I loved for five years, and I, I knew he was he had a drug problem or a drug issue, as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. But we just, when you love someone, the heart loves what the heart loves. And I think it was love at first sight. And, um, but once a, uh, he's a bipolar a meth addict, and he won't address his. This is I'm talking about him behind his back. He he won't address his sobriety. Well, you're you're saying it out of love though too. I mean, it's that's that's got to break your heart. It that's the word. It is so heartbreaking. His parents texted me the other day and said, "We still love you." And I said, "You know, I, oh, I it's hard to talk about it. It's hard to talk." Yeah. Um, well, especially when you're when you're in a situation like that, and you see. You can see it from the thirty thousand foot view because I've been in that situation, or before. even the two foot. And view. you see, yeah, right? Exactly. And you, you're, you're too close to it. Maybe. Sure. Well, yeah, well, that's probably it because you can't see the big. Well, you, you like, you're seeing that all you're there. You're seeing their behavior. They're not seeing that behavior, and you, you see how destructive that is. And you can't get him to stop. It's like watching a kid or someone you love run towards a train that you see coming and you can't get him to stop. Well, we both mm-hmm. had stuff. We both had stuff because, and that's where I see the blessing, um, one of the many blessings that happened for me when John moved in, and I'd never lived with anyone before, <laughs> uh, and I'm well over, I'm, I'm, I'm 72 now, or 71, 71. And uh, so when he moved in and we couldn't communicate with each other and he wouldn't work on it, he does some, he, he's very private. He, he's, I said, would I ever see you cry? And he said, probably not. And I said, oh, that's a problem. Jeez. Because mm-hmm. uh, we never courted each other because he was uh, yeah. behind bars. So um, when we couldn't communicate, I would misuse my oxycodone to kind of make, help me work to to lessen smooth the edges a little smooth well, the well sm- get put past the rough patch the rough patch rough patch okay and my psychiatrist thank God I was going to she said you know that's not what it's for um I would look for a twelve step program so I jumped into AA and that was fifteen and a half months ago um that's how recent oh it my is. goodness and AA is the most fabulous we're not supposed to talk about it because you're not supposed to it's, stay out of radio television film because it's very it's an attractive attraction based program but oh my god oh i know who just came out with it was it um brad pitt yeah was just talking about how he went to aa and you have that Pete- shepherd is another one talks about it on his podcast mm-hmm. all the time that, that, that it saved his life really and, and it, it conti- daily saves his life oh my god yeah. it's great and i go to 
It sounds uh, like, oh, he's crazy. I go to three luncheon meetings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and two in the, on the weekends. I love mm-hmm. them. And people talk about what's up with their, themselves um, because you're just one step away from that next drink. And these are people whose lives were ruined by alcohol or, uh, in my case, uh, drugs. In fact, I remember my doctor asking me honestly, "Could you see your life without pain meds?" And I said, "No, I can't," because I had because of hips and shoulders, I had been taking them for years and years and years, and you get used yeah. to them. But man, there are it becomes part of your lifestyle. Yeah, it does. It's just part of it. It does. Yeah. So to be yeah. without that, and to mm, I'll tell you the truth. Just the other day, I was driving home from a meeting, saying I physically feel better than when I was high, than when I was taking drugs. And it's lasting, like, throughout the whole day. And I've it heard must that, be... those, that, those, that those drugs mess with your brain, and they make they make your brain think you're in more pain than you are, so that you... Oh, I didn't they, know that. They knew, I, I read... So it was after... Uh, who, who died? Um, I don't remember who it was. Someone, a celebrity that I, that I really liked, mm-hmm. OD'd on him, an accidental OD. And I read some articles about it, and I think maybe it was Dr... Uh, Drew Pensky. Uh, oh, yeah. He's and been... where he was saying that, that this medication messes with your brain and won't let you physically say, well, I'm not in pain anymore. I don't need these. It won't let you. It just makes you feel like you're in more and more pain. Makes so. sense. Mm-hmm. Best One of the best definitions of oxycodone I ever heard, and this is before. We used to have operators, for those who are listening who are young, We used mm-hmm. on the phones we'd call the operator and ask him or her to help us. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel so good you want to call the operator and tell her what a great job she's doing. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. You, you just... Yeah. Yeah. Fly and it high. must have been... It has to be significant. When you when you notice that you're feeling so good, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's got to be... That's significant because generally it would just happen to be like subconsciously you feel better, but you have that, that conscious thought of, I feel really good. I do. I feel really good. And... Uh, you know, I would not go to, like, I would be invited to um, introduce the Beach Boys over at uh, uh, Lost Fest, and yeah. you're in front of 30,000 people, and say, so, well, I'll just take an extra oxy, and I'll be great in front of the group, or I'm going to go audition for a part, I'll just take it, or yeah. it's a great Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. any excuse. Yeah, yeah. Right? So my life without that monkey on my back is remarkable. That's awesome. How, yeah. how, how strange was it for you to leave your house? Because I'm sure at some point you would always carry medicine, carry pills with you, whether you're on a trip or you go to work or something, mm. to go on a trip or go somewhere without them. I had heard that part part of, and again, it's Dr. Drew, I think is brilliant. I uh, love I Dr. Love Drew. Him, yeah. And he said a lot, of, a lot of addiction has to do with um, if you have it with you, like if you, it's sitting right here, you can go longer without it. But if you don't have it, it's more of anxiety. A, it's more anxiety. Mm-hmm. It affects mm-hmm. you more. So after you left and you didn't have it with you, and you're like, I'm, I, how did, how good did that feel? I can't really relate to that, buddy. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Pat. Uh, did you well, only you only took it at, when you were at home, or did it? I generally took it when I was supposed to. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. But when you do take it, there's an instant mm, wonderfulness about. But but towards the end, as I remember, uh, even when I took it, it has its side effects, <laughs> you know, um, makes you constipated, you don't sleep as well, uh, so they are happy pills, but um, <laughs> a- anyway, enough mm-hmm. of that. No. But that's no, a huge thing I, to, to get it past. It is. That's a big yeah, thing to get so past. So you were asking when, how I was. Well, yeah, and we kind of veered from uh, the last time you were cast aside. 
Yeah. I'm sure then that only plays into everything else that was going on in your life at that time. Um, if you were, if you know, in this state of mind, a completely different reaction than you had at that point. Yeah, well, I had some anchors. I mean, now I'd say that the 10-step program is my anchor, but before that it was Alan Cohen, or before that it was a church of uh, uh, religious science, which believes in law of attraction, which I found like in my 20 years in Seattle. So I'm glad I was led to all that. Right. And surround myself with good friends. You and I both know Andy. Yeah. Um, Hoig, Metro Magazine, we're the Mm -hmm. same mind, and you go to workshops, and you you learn that when, well, John's, one of John's things was is very negative, and the more negativity you wallow in, the more it's going to, it's going to bring in some more into your life, it, right? Isn't it? It's, it's so true. Karma, just, just in general, we, we found that when we got started here. It was just like everything that we needed appeared. Ah, that's a wonderful way of putting it. Is, exactly. Is, and so what we asked for is is what we got. Even stuff we didn't know we needed to ask for. Right? We got. And then we mm-hmm. realized, oh, my God, that's right. That's, that's, why, that's why we met so-and-so. That's why this person... You know, it's just like these people would come in, mm-hmm. or people that were in our lives, uh, maybe they hadn't been for a while, and they showed back up. And isn't that a demonstration and, of how aligned you are with the universe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, uh, not to proselytize, but I, I do like the way this is expressed. Abraham of Abraham Hicks would say, we all go down to the water and we put our canoes in the water, and we start kept uh, paddling upstream, up against the stream. And the universe says, turn your canoe around and go with the flow. And we go, well, yes, I could do that, of course, but what's the nobility of that? We've got to work. We've got to work hard. And I'm gonna, right. And the universe says, well, how long can you keep this up? I don't know, but I'm going to keep trying. And finally we get exhausted, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And it's time to turn it around. And uh, and if you're lucky, that happens before you die. It, right? It, Great point. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, i got to turn it around. What do I do? Do I pedal fast on one side? Do I uh, put a motor on it and I turn it around? And the universe says, just take your oars out of the water. <laughs> it's true. It's so simple. Row, row, row your boat gently down the <laughs> down, stream. Down the stream. Down the stream. And their life can be easy. My friend Alan Cohen says, struggle is not required. Mm-hmm. And I think more people are open to that philosophy, don't don't you, now than they would have been 10, 20 because, years ago. Definitely. Well, you even think about, um, go back, like you said, 10, 20 years or 30 or 40 years, it was implanted. I think, you know, I look at my parents' generation, um, uh, the, the work ethic. You, go, you got one job, you stayed in that job for 50 years, you got your gold watch, and you went, that was it. See, and now it's it's more people. I think are more accepting of doing that because that was the accepted. That's what you did. You went to high school. Maybe you went to college. Mm-hmm. More likely, you just went to work, and you supported your family. And this is what you did. But if you know now, it's I think a little more that you know I don't have to grind. Uh, it's okay to explore some other possibilities yeah. and, and do something kinda, you love because then it's not a grind. Like if yeah. you, find, if yeah. you find something that you really enjoy. Whatever it is. It's well, not, as, it's as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking I just, we just opened a show at the Blue Barn Theater in Omaha, uh, very diehard Christmas. It's our Christmas show. And I'm with a very good cast, an excellent cast. And this is the first show that I've done 
having participated in the ten in the A. In oh AA, my gosh, yeah, that's program. right. Okay. So I noticed that my interaction with people is very different because the earlier me would have well gone into all kinds of oh he's not doing his part right and i i can't make this work and blah 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 making it uh, making it much more difficult than it is the thing is you you show up number 1 two it's collaborative you work with the director that you trust yeah. and she'd always say darling i'm not going to let you look stupid that's a huge that's a huge thing though to know that you can that that person has your back whether yeah. it's your boss or a coworker, kind of frees you up. It really does. It yeah. really does, mm-hmm. and it makes life easier because I see other people kind of rowing up against the current. Mm-hmm. You know, struggling hard. Yeah, either because they're people pleasers or whatever their whatever their story is, and that's fine because I've been there. I just know it's it's so much easier to relax and enjoy. <laughs> Here comes a cliche alert. <laughs> Cliche alert. You have permission. Enjoy the journey. There you go. It's true. Enjoy the journey. Yeah, 100% true. Well, there's a reason that's a cliche, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, take it to heart. And negative people, when you talked about negative people, it's when you, you're around negative people for so long, you start taking on that heart and that you those thoughts. And when Don't you finally you? aren't, for whatever reason, boss, spouse, not around them anymore, mm-hmm. it, it's weird for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you realize... Because that was how heavy of a dark cloud you were under being around those people and how you started to appear negative and feel Mm. negative. And it's, it's unbelievable how much a negative person can just zap you of your life energy. Sure. You love them and you don't want to, I, I looking back, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but uh, with John, one of my main themes was when he walked in the door, I didn't want to say anything that would upset him. Now, is that a way to approach a marriage? Right. No. Not at right. All. Oh, any relationship. God. Any because you're constantly on eggshells, and whether it's the people you work around, and you're constantly trying to, you know, just calm the waters. I don't want to cause any grief. You it's know, terrible. And, and so you're living with things, anxiety, and they don't even realize. Well, he does. We're in two <laughs> right. different places, have different tools entirely, and I think as much as we wanted it to work, I I said early on we went to dinner. It was one of those memorable, horrible dinners, <sighs> and uh, I said I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. And he said, Well, I don't see what the problem is. Because you know, he thing, wasn't. <laughs> well, he he wasn't two and, and three. Uh, he wouldn't discuss it. Can't we talk right. about this? There must yeah. be ways to work this out. Yeah, some people cannot. They aren't, he's just not to that point. No, not and sometimes place. doing that is a disservice to the other person too. Because mm-hmm. if they can't, if they don't like you, I mean, I did a lot. You took care of a lot of things, so it wouldn't upset him or do mm-hmm. whatever the situation was. And they, if they didn't realize it, then it's a disservice to them too, and it's it's an impossible way to live yeah. for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. It really, if you can do it short term. But after a while, you just... Exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I thank God again, friends, friends, friends. I Mm -hmm. I, I would be in long distance with some of my friends in East and James from Seattle. And she said, do you want me to come out and help you talk to John? I said, oh, that that would not be a good idea. Mm. He doesn't want anybody else in there. But I take notes on... Because I wanted to be clear and expressive when we finally, a year later after our uh, anniversary, wanted to talk about what was going on. And I said, this, I'm sorry, this isn't a marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm too old for this. Sh-. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for really. you. Good yeah. for you. Oh, it was hard, but. Um, I, would, I, I will tell you this, that you had more than a few friends who were worried about you. Oh. And there were a few that, oh, yes. Honey. Yep. 
Thank they you. thought about you. They prayed for you. And uh, just just hoping that you found that happy place. Mm-hmm. And it was and so disappointed when things didn't work out the way you were hoping, but also so proud of you when we realized that actually you've gone in a really good direction. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. And you're really open about talking about your depression that you've dealt with over the years. Yeah. Omaha Magazine did a cover story on, mm-hmm. on, on, on me. I think more and more it's important to talk about it out in the open when we hear about all of this teenage depression, suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I've had th- no less than three women say to me since they saw the article, my husband experiences this, but he won't talk about it. He doesn't think it's manly, mm-hmm. a manly thing. You got What's the matter? You're not strong enough to get over the depression? That And that, not just for men, but I imagine that's how they categorize it or they, they uh, explain it. For a lot of people, showing you, you're afraid to show a weakness mm-hmm. because you're afraid then you'll lose control of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you, you want to have, you want to maintain that facade, you know, whatever it is that the expectations, because yeah, again, it goes back to just, you know what, put it out there and, and, and see, you will see what will come back because the right stuff will come back to you. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think it's human. What we were taught was I can make this work or I can um, work around this. What we're learning, what I'm learning in AA is uh, we're not in control of anything, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we have no control. We can control how we react to That's it. things that happen to us. That's it. Yep. But we have no control of the, the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, it's almost amusing for me now how divisive the uh, c- country is now with the politics and the screaming and the yelling and the... Woo. Mm-hmm. You know what we've been going through the last two years mm-hmm. is it's, it, people it, are trying to control the other side so much it's driving them crazy because they can't control them. Well, isn't both it interesting sides. because both we sides, have yeah. we both have friends yeah. at Fiftieth and and Underwood mm-hmm. Underwood they make their life and they do it so well talk radio where they make fun of the other side or them. You know, oh, they say that. Oh, listen to them, ha 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 ha, whatever. <laughs> and it's like there is no them. There, there really isn't. There really isn't because uh, that's there. Are, and, and as politics, regardless of politics, I have friends on both sides of the aisle, and um, I have never defined my friendship based on your politics until <laughs> <laughs> until dot dot dot. You put it in my face. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It, you and my friends won't do that to me. My friends won't because I won't do that to my friends. You know, we can have a conversation about differences of opinion, mm-hmm. uh, um, the way things should be be done or handled or the politics or what should be regulated, what should, you know, all that crap. But it's not personal. No. That's it. It shouldn't be. It can't be. Exactly. It shouldn't be. You're right. And be. when you talk about politics and uh, like an, an is- issue like the NRA or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, can't we talk about this and the one thing that i love about one of the many things i love about aa is when we have meetings people listen to each other there's no crosstalk okay so we're going to split this one up into two it's too amazing having dave winger in your studio is uh something that we need to just spread the love a little bit so 
next episode, make sure you listen for the continuation of our episode with our good friend, radio legend in Omaha, Dave Wingert. Pat and JT Podcast, a Parkville Media Production.